That's right. And I figured, you know, first thing I got to say is about my last name. Yeah, everybody gets that wrong. It's perfectly fine. So for you, uh, Zendarski, and anybody watching, it's uh, Tady. Tady. So Marco like a potato. Tady. Yeah. Like uh, being... Italians are weird, you know? <laughs> I like it. So now you just got to be like a redneck talking about potatoes. Like, I want some Tadies. <laughs> yeah. <That's> awesome. <laughs> yeah, just something like that. <laughs> That's great, dude. Well, I appreciate you clearing that up. That was definitely going to be one of the very first things I asked you. I got to say... Like, as far as names go, you probably got the best name out of anybody that's ever been on the podcast. Like, Falco Tatey, that's, oh, that's that hits. That, that hits. <laughs> what went into the name Falco, man? You don't hear that very much. Is that just an Italian name, a common name for them, or what's up with it? I don't know about common for them, but, yeah, it's an Italian name. It's a family name. I named that for my grandfather. So, you know, it just kind of carried, and I've always liked it just for that reason of being unique, you know, it was never something anybody's ever heard. You never forget it, you know? It is, dude, it's definitely hard to forget. Like I said, I liked when we put, you know, the matchup poster together, got your picture on it, got the name on it. Like, it, it just pops. It's a unique name that I think people will remember. And I'll say, people already responding to that fight announcement there's there's some hype behind this fight, and there's some people like, a little bit of trash talk happening, man. Are you surprised by this? I seen that. I seen some of the trash talk. I mean, I didn't really see anything towards me or nothing. It kind of seemed like it was more towards Devin, which I'll be. I'm not too big in the trash talk. I kind of wish they put more respect on my opponent's name. You know, I'm not really that kind of guy. I mean, we're here to fight. You know, I mean, there's always the entertainment aspect behind these things, but I'm here to showcase what I can do rather than just talk. And I've got nothing against Devin. You know, he seems like a pretty chill guy from what I've gathered. So, you know, it really is going to be a good time. Nice, man. Well, we're we're certainly expecting a good fight. And for people, you know, regular podcast listeners or even people who follow the Pittsburgh MMA scene super strongly, you're going to be a new name for them. You know, this is your debut. This is your MMA debut. Right. Kind of came out of nowhere with, with absolute martial arts and, and the crew there. How long have you been training? Like, what's your background just for people getting up to speed? Uh, let's see. Well, um, it's kind of been like uh, choppy a bit. So I actually started doing MMA back in 2018. And I was I was a lot younger back then. But then I stopped for a couple years. And I came back just last year and been off and on training for months. So, but for the past of 2022, I came back um, – I've been training pretty much almost every uh, every day, every day I can. And I got the interest of wanting to fight when I actually went to Brawlenberg 11. And my boy Andrew Evans fought Paul Dodson. And, and just watching that, you know, I, I kind of got the uh, – kind of lit something in there that make me want to really jump in. You know, I told them all. I said, I'm next. I want to be next. Nice. Well, we're definitely glad that the show could inspire you to get in there, man. That's – Definitely not an uncommon experience, I think, for guys. I always tell people, like, you can watch MMA on TV and be a huge MMA fan, but until you experience a show, and I think especially a local show, because you've got a lot of friends, family members in the crowd, like, it's a particularly invested crowd, and the atmosphere at these shows is just amazing. So I'm glad you had a similar experience with it and right. wanted to get in there. I mean, what what were your impressions of that show? Because that that was a really good show, you know, Kama Worthy headlining. That was that was a big crowd. That was a pretty hype event. 
it, it really that's definitely the word for it was hype you know i ended up getting like an intermediate seat and i was right next to the walkway in the stage i kind of got that up front you know i got to see everything and just yeah the atmosphere you know all the people reacting to the knockouts the, the fights themselves i've always wanted to go to an mma event as it was whether it was UFC or even just local. So, you know, kind of scratched off a bucket list item there. And yeah, I, I was so excited to be there and just watch it go down. And it felt like such a awesome place to be at the moment. I wouldn't rather be doing anything else that day. Nice. Well, we definitely appreciate that. And, you know, it's going to be a little different experience for you on October 1st, but hopefully one that you find just as memorable and everything. So right. that's great, man. I'm glad we could be a part of that. Like you mentioned cool. always wanting to get to a UFC event. Have you been a fan of the sport for a long time? Like when did you first get interested in, in MMA in general? Oh, geez. Now I'd have to say 2017. I think the first ever event I ever watched was GSP and Bisping. Okay. And that just kind of like set it off. Yeah, GSP's been my favorite fighter for the longest time now, and he's always been an inspiration with that. And I've always kind of liked martial arts. I, I did karate for years before, and once I saw what MMA was when I first discovered it, I immediately lost interest in that, and I wanted to jump in the, you know, the physical contact, the, the actual hitting part of it. Right, right. I think that makes sense. That that's a, that's definitely a path that a lot of people travel and like that GSP Bisping fight. I was actually there back in my days when I was covering the sport as a journalist. So that that's an event that I covered, man. I was definitely blessed to be there. That one of the best shows of all time. Absolutely. It was just so hyped to watch it happen. Watch him get that belt. I honestly, this is one of the worst picks in retrospect, but I remember thinking that Bisping was going to absolutely destroy him in that fight for whatever reason like it it should have been obvious but i just felt like bisbing had the momentum at the time like gsp coming off a layoff was going to be rusty up a weight class but gsp just proved why he's one of the goats it, you know exactly you know it's a whole new division for him it was against the champ of all people and he came in and made it look like it was nothing you know so yeah dominated that, him on the feet choked him unconscious like that's as good as it gets really is and then that's such a big part of the sport i like to do is the diversity of what you can do it's punching kicking wrestling you know there's so many ways to win so many ways to lose you really can't predict those kind of things that's true and for you being a debut you know nobody's ever seen you fight before obviously because you haven't fought yet so how right. would you just how would you describe your style like what can people expect on october 1st obviously you know i kind of have the advantage of not having anybody know about me so i won't say too too much um i really kind of, i'd have to kind of say anyways like a jack of all trades i don't necessarily kind of shine in any area i never really did but what's good about that is i'm constantly improving in each aspect so you know i'm getting the chance to showcase that you'll get to see you know me be hopefully decent in pretty much every aspect of the game that's awesome. I mean, you got, you come from a great team. Like you said, we've enjoyed working with them. We had Andrew fight for us back at BitB11. What is, what's the atmosphere like at that gym? Because I would say, you know, Absolute is still one of the up-and-coming gyms for sure. You know, it's not one of these long-time established ones that's been producing fighters like the Academy or the Mat Factory or something like that. Right. Uh, yeah, we're a bit smaller, um, but we're pretty much close-knit. You know, everybody knows each other. Everybody, we laugh. We actually have fun, and we all train. You know, it's nothing – I don't walk in there and I feel, you know, 
scared or embarrassed to do something, I walk in and it's the most comfortable position, you know. And everybody kind of knows other contacts too. We train with the Math Factory from time to time. We have other people we get to, you know, train with. So I have a lot of connections to be able to go out and do, you know, practice every part of the game that I need to. That's awesome, man. Did you meet Andrew at the gym or did you guys go back before that? I did meet him there, and we, we pretty much hit it off right away because, you know, that we both had the same interest, the same outlook on this sport. Everybody there obviously does, but, yeah, no, me and him have been good friends for not too long, but it's a pretty pretty damn good friendship. He's been one of the biggest supporters I've had. That's awesome, man. I think, you know, it's hard to obviously watch a friend fight, and especially, you know, that fight didn't go Andrew's way. What was that? He he was smiling like he was like in the best mood ever for somebody who just lost a fight, though. Fun <laughs> fact, like like I remember backstage, he was just like, I can't wait to do that again. I was like, dude, good for you, you know, handling the right. loss like this. But what was the experience like for you, you know, being a close friend? I'm sure it was nerve wracking for you as well. Just watching. Right. It was, you know, it, it was um, obviously I wasn't too happy with it. But like I said, that really did, you know, kind of light something in me to make me want to, you know, get just as hyped and then jump in myself. You know, Andrew, he pretty much took it like a champ, and he still does. He still, you know, puts the effort in, trains harder, shot up his wrestling, you know. Everything about him's improved since then, and he, he's definitely looking forward to coming back, too, whenever that'll be. But right now, you know, like I said, it's, it's my turn now, so we're here to jump in see what I can do. Nice. I think Andrew also – weighed in at like 180 he for a 185 for a middleweight fight so i think he kind of learned you know he should probably be at 170 moving forward so that's important you know how 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 much emphasis are you putting on your weight cut you know being the first time you do it i can imagine making weight is you know that's the first fight right and honestly it's not because i walk around between 175 and 180 that that's just kind of my natural weight setting and i did that on purpose because i don't want to drop 30 pounds and you have a down weekend in that weekend state. I'm currently walking around between 170, 175. So, you know, it's, it's just comfort. I'm just used to where, I, where I'm at right now. That's awesome. I think if you listen to Devin's podcast, he said he's walking at like 169 right now. So he's literally already on weight. So you guys will be on right. a, a level playing field on that front, which is good. And I think a lot of people put, too much emphasis on cutting weight sometimes a lot of the science nowadays kind of suggests that you should fight closer to your walking around weight and the weight cut does more harm than good so it sounds like you guys are making the right decision there right yeah yeah definitely for our for my first fight i, I don't want to you know want to come in and really try to actually fight you don't have to worry about you know passing out after stepping on a scale or something you know all the challenges that they face when they weight cut i just want to focus on my first event, you know, standing across from my opponent and just doing what I got to do. That's a, that, yeah. I mean, that's really, like you said, the, the fight before the fight kind of thing. Make weight, get in there, fight. I'm going to pull up the fight poster for people who are interested in the matchup and some of the event details. It is October 1st at the Monroeville Convention Center. Falco is going to take on Devin Zendarski, who was on the podcast last week. So if you missed that one and want to get, you know, both sides of this matchup, go listen to that one as well. So, Falco, I want to – I know you said, like, 
you don't want to give away too much, which I totally respect. But at the end of the day, like I do, I do want to know a little more about your style if I can. Like, do you, are you more of a stand up? uh, Let me frame it this way. Let me back it up and just frame it this way. Did you watch Devin's debut fight with us back in July? I've seen, yeah, I've seen the footage. I, uh, the second I got the fight announcement, they, uh, coach immediately sent me the fight video. I saw that, and I saw the things he was saying about, you know, he's working on his wrestling, plans on having me up in the air a bit. You know, he's got the fireball for hands, so I'm definitely keeping that in mind, obviously, when it comes to doing this. Um, I guess to put a little more uh, description on kind of what I do, I, I like to stand up. You know, obviously, I like to stand and bang a bit. I was told by my coach that I have extremely good reflexes for my jujitsu, so on the ground, I think I move pretty smoothly. You know, it's, I'm not like, I don't really panic or anything. So that's what kind of what I mean by the jack of all trades there. I'm kind of, you know, comfortable with each, each setting. So um, expect uh, expect me to try to keep it standing, though, if I can, because, you know, that, that's always a fun thing to do. That's huge. And that's definitely what I was getting at. And I'm glad you said that because Devin in his debut fight, you know, definitely wanted to throw hands and just completely lost the grappling exchanges against Zack Snyder, who trains at, you know, Stout, one of the best gyms here in Pittsburgh as well. So he lost that fight, but you could tell that he had heat in his hands and was eager to, you know, stand and trade with somebody. So I thought like when we booked this fight, I was like, man, if Falco is like willing to stand and trade, this is going to turn into an instant fight of the night. Like this, this to me could very well turn into the fight of the night, which is super exciting. Hey, if I can get that, if I can get that honestly to happen, I'm here to entertain if I can, you know, on top of fighting entertainment just comes along with that. So if he wants to stand and bang, you know, we'll definitely stand and bang. I told you, I got nothing but respect for the dude. There's no bad blood. And I'm honestly really excited to have to be able to do this with him. So, you know, he, he, you know, really does throw some heat. Like I said, the fireball, but um, fireball is one of my favorite drinks. So I'm excited. <laughs> <laughs> nice. There you go. Hey, maybe after the fight, you guys can share a fireball shot. We'll make it happen. <laughs> you know what? Damn right. I'd be down for that. Absolutely. <laughs> hey, I need to, I like to know a little more about all of our fighters. It's always nice whenever we get a debut fighter, you know, not just, for you to get in there to fight, but I genuinely, genuinely like meeting you guys at the events and getting to talk to you on the podcast and stuff like that. Like if you didn't have MMA, what do you think you'd be doing? Like, what are some more of your hobbies and interests? Well, right now, um, you know, with everything going on, the training, I've had a lot going on in my personal life too. Um, I'm finally getting back into school. I was uh, going to school, being an airplane mechanic at the Pittsburgh Institute of Aeronautics. Nice. I was already there for a year. I left just some issues, but now I'm starting back, you know, October 6th, literally five days after the fight. So I'm kind of focusing on the education on top of the training. You know, my days are always constantly filled. Um, But yeah, just the hands-on trade stuff, that's been an interest. I've always had an interest in fitness too, you know, just working out in general. I like to do outdoor things. I like to, um, I just don't like to be cooped up in one place and sitting down on my ass all day, you know? Sure. What so goes into as I can. Yeah, man. I what goes into airplane mechanic, by the way? Because you say something like that, and I'm like, damn, you know, that that sounds like an important job to say the least. Like, what made you want to take that on? 
it's quite, you got to learn a lot. You really have to learn a lot and you have to be like the most important thing is being meticulous. You know, airplane travels, they say the safest travel and that's because they inspect the plane before and after every flight and take off, you know, whatever you got to document everything you do. And, you know, every little thing, you know, you has to be done meticulously. So if you're not, not somebody that can like focus on what you're doing and you're, you know, ready to screw up at any time, you shouldn't be doing it. You know, it seems like there's some uh, some parallels there with fighting, right? Like if you're not dialed in inside the cage, man, that one second that you're not focusing could be the second that you get clipped. Right. Actually, that that's actually hand in hand with the schooling for me because you know this. I wanted to do something big before I went back to school, whether it was taking a trip somewhere or whatever, and I decided on having my first fight. You know, and, and just getting and doing this fight hard for it every day, really focus on it, is kind of helping me get that confidence to go back and finish in school you know really zone in and focus on it so like i said it goes hand in hand for me then you know this is just this is kind of who i am right now coming alive you know physically it's really cool to hear and i've heard you know a similar story with with different details obviously from a lot of fighters in the past that mma is not only you know a career path or maybe just something they can do for more of a hobby type thing but the sense of direction and purpose that it gives them kind of oozes out into other aspects of their life so it's really interesting to hear that that's happening for you too and it's cool man i mean people look at mma and i think this is a lot less than it used to be but people used to see it as this you know savage caveman human cockfighting thing and people are slowly understanding that there's a little more to the sport than that it's a little more cerebral and, and can actually really benefit people's lives definitely you know the more popular as mma has gotten the more science gets put behind it too the more people begin to actually turn this into a real, real full-on context sport rather than just some cage fighting. You know, I'm sure before people would have looked at me like I was an idiot or something, but everybody I know now is, like, interested in the fact that I'm jumping up and doing this, and I'm actually, you know, they're like, wow, that's, you know, that's pretty badass and shit, you know, that's really cool you're doing this, and it, it feels nice to finally get a little bit of recognition, you know, that just a little bit of respect, you know, kind of where I want to be. Absolutely. I mean, I've definitely noticed that that was something that I wanted to ask you about was kind of when you posted the fight announcement to your Facebook, man, you had a lot of people saying like, I'm there, like, holy crap, so cool. You had a lot of engagement, a lot of attention on that. What did that feel like for you? You know, you post that and then all this support just comes flowing out. What was that like for you? Man, that is probably one of the best feelings I've had in a while. Honestly, my day was pretty much made for the rest of it. I had a lot of people saying that before but i kept telling him you know wait for the fight poster you know you'll see i'll give out more details then the second i saw the uh, announcement on instagram welterweight showdown i read i said oh, oh i jumped up my co <laughs> i scared my co-worker at work you know because how excited <laughs> i looked yeah it, it really boosts a lot into me because i kind of always like the glory aspect of mma too you know at the end of the day you still feel like an actual gladiator or something going in this cage and fighting so I love it. I just, I love, love, not that I want to be a center of attention, but I, I love feeling that. I love feeling the respect you get and the uh, people getting to watch me do something that really describes who I am. Like you're, like I said, you're physically kind of looking at a piece of me coming out. Now this is, this is pretty much who I see myself as. Mm -hmm. And one thing I want to point out for people who maybe aren't watching the video, but are just listening to the audio version of the podcast, there's a heavy bag hanging behind you right now inside the house. So 
that's pretty legit man like if you if you got the heavy bag in the house like at arm's length like you're pretty serious <laughs> i've been uh, yeah even uh before i started up mma again officially i had had the bag and i was doing stuff on my own just because like i said it's been an interest it's been something i wanted to you know but you really can't sharpen your skills until you actually get to the mma gym and actually start training so you know here i am here i am finally doing what i wanted to do yeah dude we're we're crazy excited for this fight and the event in general you know there's the title fight with ethan goss and tobias taylor the main event co-main event with justin Patton and rico tally like there may or may not be Here's some breaking news for people. May or may not be another pro fight about to get added to that card. So the card is stacking up like crazy. You know, the amateur card is all hot fire matchups, man. Like I said, you, your fight against Devin, I see that as a potential fight of the night. But there are about three other amateur fights that we've worked with the fighters before, and I know what they bring to the table. And then we signed opponents kind of like you that are either debuts or have never fought for us before. But everything I hear and see indicates that they're up for the challenge and like those fights could easily turn into crazy wars too. So you like the atmosphere at Braun the Berg 11. We're going to make sure it's a, it's that good or better coming back for you guys on October 1st, man. So we're excited to have you and uh, we'll see you there in Monroeville, man. For sure. I'm honestly, I'm going to do my best to make sure that I, I can entertain while doing my job. You know, I'll apologize ahead of time if it's not what it's cracked up to be, but you know, I don't want to come into this with some game plan or, you know, I'm not trying for anything specific. I'm trying to win, you know. If it comes naturally, it comes naturally. I'm doing what I got to do. Let's just uh, – hey, you're, you're... I'll try not to make a decision. I'll try, you know. You already said you're a huge GSP fan, so I expect boring fights now out of you. I, I had to get the dig in. Had to get the dig in. I've, ne I've never been a GSP guy for whatever reason. I just told you I picked Bisbing to beat him like a dumbass, but – <laughs> it, you know it honestly kind of goes more into that too I, I understand exactly what you mean i really do just, just kind of how gsp carried himself you know you look, look at his story not that i relate but there's a lot i inspire from him hell i even have a shirt with gsp on it so you know he, he's been he's been um just a big inspiration other, you know, other fighters too you know i mean for a while i like conor mcgregor and now i, I don't know what the hell he's doing <laughs> I really like Charles Oliveira. He's been a favorite. Uh, Fedor Emelianenko was always one of my top favorites, and I think he's so underrated still to this day. You know, people kind of just – yeah, they, they look at the old fighters and they kind of forget about them, but they don't realize these guys were monsters in their prime. Yeah, you're dead on. Like, Fedor's a guy that I always – it feels weird defending him and how great he was because there was a period of time and like – 2009 10 kind of when the ufc was huge and they were talking about like fedor versus brock lesnar and things like that but fedor kind of did himself a disservice i think by going to bellator at the end of his career and then losing a couple fights because that's when people actually saw him fight so it's hard when that's what people have seen to convince them like dude you you had to see him back in his prime like you had to be there and that's kind of the same thing for anderson silva like newer fans of the sport that maybe came in with conor mcgregor missed anderson at his absolute best which was just a entirely different story so people always see like the tail end of somebody's career when they're in their 40s and it's like man that's that's not who it who it was like you you just missed it right it, you know that that's absolutely true and and that's one of the good things mcgregor did was he really made you know mma kind of what it was now but that that's true you know you, you look at who anderson silva was you looked at what he's done 
the people. I always like the Lyoto Machida kick, front mm. kick. You know, that, that was so amazing to watch. Mm-hmm. People people don't really understand it anymore because it's the casual side of it. You know, they, they look at what it is now and they kind of focus more on that. But if you're a real fan, you know, you really look back. You look at the old fights. You look at amateur fights. Besides UFC, you look at Bellator. You look at one PFL, even your local MMA matches, you know, like uh, 24 fighting championship here, 24-7. So, so this is where it's at, you know. Absolutely, man. Very true. Well, maybe someday we'll be looking back at your fight against Devin Zandarski and saying, you know, this is where it all started for Falco Tatey, man. We're excited to be a part of the journey. Uh, I'm honestly happy to have you guys here. I'm happy for everybody that's here supporting me, and and I'm happy that, that, you know, I get to have a pretty decent, scary-looking opponent. You know, know, Zandarski doesn't look like a walk in the park, you know, so I I expect something good from this. Heck yeah, man. So so do we. You know, we're we're stoked for October first inside the Monroeville Convention Center for everybody. It's a Saturday. Falco and Devin. Like I said, I just talked about some of the other matchups. This fight card is stacked from top to bottom. So we will see you all there. And Falco, take care, man. Keep your weight on point, and we'll see you uh, Friday for weigh-ins. Absolutely, I'll see you guys uh, uh, Friday. And I'm, like I said, excited for this. I'm ready for this. So, so. can't wait to yes, see you sir. guys there. All right, man. Same to you, dude. Take care. All right. You too. Take care. Later, brother.